everyone. Today is Saturday, June 13th, 2020, and this is a dual assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger, and I'm actually recording this Friday night. I do that sometimes. For the podcast, I sneak parts in um, the day before, but the reason I'm doing this is because I want to devote as much time as I could to stage two of the Grand Tournament. And that's really all that is going on in Duel Links this week. We pretty much have no content at all. And, uh, you know, this is done on purpose, obviously. Konami wants people to devote their time to the Grand Tournament. And in the spirit of that, I decided, why not? Let's go with it. So, I'm going to talk all about that today lieu of content talk about esports various tournaments that have gone on in the week um about five tournaments all, all kicked off with dueling's meta championship series 31 which i saw uh, a lot of it myself on twitch it's one of the first times i've watched an mcs in a while so glad to get in the mode of it with it we'll talk about some of the weekly tournaments as well um Podcast question of the week. How much are you tryharding for the KC Grand Tournament? There's going to be a feature about Stage 2, my ex- my experiences with it so far. I'm actually doing very well. I just need to put the games in, of course. I'm sorry for the noise. There's trains going by and I have the window open. Um, it's going to be this Synchro Toolbox discussion um, talking about how I face every single deck. I think I'm going to try to do that. Doug Dimmit Duel is back. He has his casual deck of the week. And this is not really a casual deck. It's the deck he used to get through stage one of the KC Grand Tournament. So, you know, that's the most important thing, getting through stage one to get those guaranteed gems. And if you're struggling to find a deck, this might be the right one for you. Got him through it. So, yep, Blue Eyes, White Dragon deck coming up later. So my week in Duel World, as I said, I'm getting into the spirit of things, trying to do as many duels as I can in Stage 2 of the Grand Tournament. I'm actually close to an 80% win rate, which is crazy. Like 78 maybe right now in, on Friday night. I'm going to try to grind some games in later on. You know, you know, with small sample sizes, you get the crazy percentages, and I don't expect to end up in the 78% by the time it's all said and done. Let's say I put in enough games, and such a high win rate, I would definitely be a top 100 player. But I know, you know, as much as I'm tryharding, I'm not going to be a top 100 player. I just can't devote the time. I don't have the spirit to stay up all night. I don't have the energy, frankly, just to game as much as the top 100 will. So I already know that's on the horizon, that I won't hit top 100. Um... It's more about self-validation at this point. Just getting something out of the game. I want to be good. Um, playing the most meaningful games I can. That's why I'm doing it. So, yeah, Synchro Toolbox is working very well. We'll talk about it more later on. And in the ranked scene, I was able to hit Legend 4 yesterday. I was trying to hit King of Games before the um, Stage 2 began, but... Uh, it, 
frankly, ranked duels is more difficult than the KC Grand Tournament. And people are trying to play their decks before the nerfs go in. I think I think uh, one thing we can expect is after this part of the KC Grand Tournament, there's going to be some new box or some nerf. And this is going to be possibly the meta heading into the finals in August. And that's going to be it before XZ's comes. So this could be some people's last chance at um, hitting King of Games with their current decks. All right, let's get into esports, talking about some decks that are, you know, this is kind of like a lead-in to what you're playing for the KC Grand Tournament and also looking at the meta right now. Linux Meta Championship Series 31. Place Zaga Zaga level augmentation Shiranui. This deck is notable for running needle sealing, and I saw this t- uh, deck win a bunch of games in the tournament. And there's a bit of a combo you do with uh, Shiranui Sun Saga and Zombie Archfiend Zombie Skull. It's such an important card, the Zombie Skull. They both keep each other alive. Needle sealing, you just uh, hit the board up. Those two cards will survive the Neil ceiling and they contribute two monsters to the board. So, all in all, great thing to do there. And other cards in this deck, two Artifact Lanceas, two Sphere Crevo, three Solitaire, three Squire, two Spectral Sword, two Forbidden Lance, two Ballista Squad, one Divine Wrath, two Fiendish Chains. Really, all these cards are great meta cards. Um... And Shirinui always have been a deck that could fit in all those slots. Second place, Herbal. Tie that binds Crystrons. Um, this is an interesting build because it doesn't run the Sea Stealth or the Whale. But it does have the other components. Genex Undyne to Tutor. Genex Controller that takes up 5 slots in the deck. Otherwise, a pretty generic Crystron deck. Two Artifact Lancia's tech cards, three Sulfonir, two Smiger, two Thistvern, three Scrap Recycles, uh, two Citri, one Rose Nyx, two Rion, one Praise Tortal, three Cosmic, one Forbidden Lance, three Crystron Impact. And I noticed in the tournament itself, Powered Insectron is probably one of the most important Synchro Monsters for Crystrons. Helps them get through survive attacks. And it's actually one of the earliest Crystron, I mean, synchro cards in the game. So sometimes you underlook those really early um, synchro monsters, but this was one of the first ones, I think. Up four, negative one, Mythic Depths. Crystrons, this is the Sea Stealth version. Full, full Citadel Whale. Three whales, three Sea Stealth attacks. Typically, you don't see this, this 3-3 three, three thing. They There's no room for tech cards here. It's a 27-card deck. No Cosmic Cyclones, no Forbidden Lances, no Artifact Lances. Just full-on whale deck. I mean, you know, Citadel whales. We have three of those by now. Top 4K, tie that binds Ritual Beast. This kind of starts a trend this week with Ritual Beasts. You see a bunch of them in the top four. It really looks the same. Three Winda, three Spheres, three Canahawk, one Dolphin, a Petalfin, one Rampengu, two Elders, a 
Pelio, one Lara, three Cosmic, one Herald of the Abyss, one Ritual Beast Return, one Ritual Beast Bond. Yeah, um, I'm just to say, straight up OTK deck. There's some stall, like with Sir Kribo. Kind of reminds me of the, um, it's like Yosenju deck that was showing up. They do stall a bit too, and they do do the one turn kill as well. Move on to the next tournament. I will talk about SGL tournament number 17. First place, Max K, Sealed Tombs, Dark Magician. Sealed Tombs is fine losing life. Um, that's what they do. So you just jam in those Cosmic Cyclones, Herald of the Abyss, catching on. And does a 1 1 split. One Dark Magician, Magician of Dark Illusion, one Treacherous. This is typically what most decks do. They do split up the semi-limit cards. Um, no Eye of Tamias shenanigans in this deck, though. Second place, Me Maker, Level, Augmentation, Shirinui. Straight up, you know, Shirinui is just a back row deck. That's the best way to describe it. Whenever you can negate traps against them, that's what you do. And nothing remarkable here. Two Lancia, one Gozuki, one Sphere, two Solitaire, three Squire, two Spectral Sword, two Lance, three Ballista Squad, two Fiendish Chain, two Floodgates. This is pretty typical. I mean, the previous deck we saw three Solitaires, I think, and there's Gozuki in this one instead. Ballista Squad, Fiendish Chain, Forbidden Lance, Lancia, Floodgate. It's all pretty good cards. Top 4, Hexy, Mythic, Depths, Sea, Stealth, Attack, Crystrons. More uh, conventional water deck. It doesn't run the 3 whales and 3 sea stealths like the one did before. Just one whale here and 2 sea stealth attacks. It's room for those tech cards like 3 Cosmic Cyclones. But that's all the tech cards that are going on here. Crystron Impact is typically you know, good enough um, that you don't need too many tech cards for the deck. And top four, Giampi, Destiny Draw, Invoked, Element Saber. Um, yeah, there's some meta text here. Debunk, that plays around any of those hand traps. Our Artifact, Lancia, or Spheres. And Typhoon. Typhoon is a card that works well against um, shield spells, equip spells, things like that. And typically there's a... Sometimes this deck runs another semi-limit card with Magellanica, and that's usually uh, concentrating current. This deck bucks the trend, though. It runs a copy of World Legacy Clash. Sometimes you use that card. I mean, it's a debuff card, but sometimes you use it just to negate an attack. Next up is Battle Phase number 65. Zade King, first place. Restart, Ritual Beasts. Nothing remarkable here. The previous one we looked at was 21 cards. This one's 20. Um, you still got Cosmic Cyclone, Herald of the Abyss to clear the way. Two spheres to help you stall a little bit in case you don't get your perfect hand. And it's, it's to note that the nerf on Ritual Beast Tamer Elder became semi-limited. That's really what the nerf was for Ritual Beast when that big round of nerfs went through. And 
nothing really changed for the deck at all. It just remains this tier 3 OTK deck and nothing has changed about it. Still functions the same way with and without the nerfs. Second place, Francisco. See you later. Lightsworn Crystrons. So, Lightsworns are being used as an engine to help populate the graveyard of Crystron monsters. Three Charge of Light Brigade, one Raiden, and one Lila. Typically, you see two Raidens instead. There is a Lila here to help combat back row. Also runs two Ballista squads. Same purpose, really. Uh, can you use it more aggressively as we, if you want. It also helps populate the graveyard. And top four, BD, uh, Francisco's second place. This is top four, Cyber-style Cyber Dragons. Typically, you don't see Econ. There's two Econs here as the semi-limit choice. Usually, they go the more aggressive route with Heytrunades or uh, Concentrated Currents. Otherwise, pretty typical Cyber Dragon deck. One Cyber Dragon, three Veer, three Cores... Three Cosmic, one Herald of the Abyss, three Cyberload Fusion, one Cybernetic Fusion Support, the two Econ I mentioned, and three Cybernetic Overflows. This avoids the uh, Fusion Gate shenanigans. And top four Nyx, Destiny Draw, Element Saber Invoked. Here we see three copies of Spiritual Beast, Tamer, Winda, and it's being splashed as a floater. Um, deck thinning, floating, whatever. It helps you. You can keep a bigger deck with a filler like this if you have the three windows. It works. Um, helps protect your board as long as they don't have piercing. It's got okay defense, eighteen hundred. She thins. She yeah, just a bunch of other things. So that's it with battle phase sixty-five. Let's move on to duelings meta weekly number one hundred twenty-eight. First place, Juked. Peak Performance, Black Wings. Typically when you see Peak Performance, they're playing Black Wings, so that's a sign. Um, there's a whole spotlight and interview with this guy here. You can see all the reasoning he has for building the deck the way he does. Three copies of Blackbird Clothes. He says the best hand trap in the game. He also does this unconventional split. Two copies of Bora, Zephyros, and Chris. Second place, Zico. See you later. Light Sworn Crystrons. We don't really see this version too often uh, with the Light Sworns, but this one's the typical two Raiden, three Charge of the Light Brigade mix. Three copies of Nightbeam. Um, they can run Cosmic Cyclone, so because of the limit three on Charge of the Light Brigade, so three Nightbeams, pretty much the same thing. And this also runs a copy of Crystron Entry. The trap card you, you typically just see impact. Here is Crystron Entry. Does some level modulation stuff. Top four Umu level augmentation Shirinoi. This is a notable deck for running two copies of Chain Disappearance. This could be an interesting tech card uh, in the tournament. Uh, it works against Alistair. That's the main one. Crystrons, Shirinoi, and more. So it could be good in the right spot if the meta shifts a certain way. And top four herbal tie that binds Crystrons. We saw him win in our tournament before. Um, no whale or sea stealth in this version. 
just Gen X Undyne and controller for tutoring. Otherwise, a lot of text slots, artifact lancias, cosmic cyclones, forbidden lances, to name a few tech cards. And the last tournament I'll be discussed in this parade is Pharaoh's Cash Tournament number 76. First place is Zuyo, 1403, restart, Ritual Beast. Nothing to note here. Um, the thing about Ritual Beast is they're, they're taking all these games in the top four. That means they could beat any deck, really. But it's all about time sometimes, so they do so many moves. You could risk timing out if... You know, internet's kind of unstable in duelings, I've noticed. You could just lose when the train goes by. That's what I, happens to me sometimes. So they could just make so many moves. And if you have bad internet, that could cost you a game. So uh, <laughs> it's kind of stupid, but that's the truth. Second place, Clara, Draw Sense, Low Level, Dark Magician. Never really see the skill. Um, and this deck is a bit unconventional. You know, low level is obviously a draw a copy of a Magician's Rod. Only two copies of Magician of Dark Illusion. There's no split with another Treacherous Trap Hole or anything like that, or Econ, so interesting choice there. Um, also runs Paleozoic Canadia, which is a card you typically don't see in Dark Magician. A Drowning Mirror Force. I guess this deck bricks a little bit, so they have a Drowning Mirror Force. None of that extra banished stuff like Kaiku or Knight's End Sorcerer either. No copies of um, Dark Magic Expanded either. Top 4, Uchiha David with a very spicy deck. This is a Neo Space Toolbox Neo. So I just named it Toolbox myself. Very amalgamated deck that uses that other fusion material. So when you're playing Neos Fusion, you fuse Neos with another monster. There's a toolbox going on here. Ra's Disciple. That is to work with the three copies of Give and Take. This is to negate all special summons on your opponent. So you could just end the duel right there sometimes. There's a copy of Bacon Saver for protection in your fusion. And the third choice is Luna Light Crimson Fox. A very popular choice in Neos decks. That turns easy one turn kills. Makes their monsters attack zero. So uh, besides that, there is Favorite Hero and Necro Valley. That goes to the Neospace Field Spell and another... Tech and Necro Valley and Favorite Hero for quick OTKs. And also runs two copies of Mask Change to allow you to play Koga for an even bigger beater. And top four, Mr. Winner, Neospace. Neos, this is a more conventional looking deck. Two Neos Alias, three Keeper of Dragon Magic, one Bacon Saver, two Neos, two Cosmic, one Necro Valley, two Favorite Hero, three Mask Change, Two Neos Fusion, one Phoenix Chain, and one Floodgate. Billings Meadow updated their tier list in the middle of the week. Kind of um, the rundown of the KC Grand Tournament. Tier 1 un- undoubtedly is Christron's. Um, Christron Impact really just shuts down stuff. They're quick synchro plays. Very well-rounded deck. Clearly tier 1. Uh, DK pointed out that one weakness of them is that they have very long mirror matches. And the deck is a control deck in general, so they do have very long matches. And that could work against you know the first place player being a Christian player since time 
it, it works to our advantage to have a fast deck for a tournament like this. That's all about like amassing cumulative points rather than a win percentage per se. Tier 2, we got a bunch of good decks. Element Sabres, Black Wings, Masked Heroes, and Shiranui. Not much to say, they all kind of fight each other. Um, you know, they all have their own strengths and weaknesses. Tier 3, we have Cyber Dragon, Dark Magician, Ritual Beasts. Ritual Beasts, you know, they do that thing where they're stealing deck uh, wins every so often. Cyber Dragon and Dark Magician are kind of like old hat. Like, everyone knows what they're doing, so that's what... <laughs> I feel like sometimes high potential Goki are still in high potential and Mayakashi have been dropped off the tier list. Let's move on to the discussion of the KC Grand Tournament and start off with the podcast question of the week. How much are you tryharding for the KC Grand Tournament? Top 100, baby, 19%. Doing my best in stage two, only 24. Stage one and done, 38%. And 19% are not even trying. You know, I, I get it. Like, you know, not playing meta decks or whatever. But if you're missing out on gems, you're missing out on gems. So I would encourage everyone to try to get through stage one at least. Um, Doug Dimmenduel has a Blue Eyes deck, which we'll discuss after my segment here. And that'll help you get through stage one. Really, you know, you have the whole tournament to get through stage one, and then who cares after that, right? You know, top 100, I'm not going to get it, but I'm just going to do my best. I guess I'm doing my best. I'm somewhere in between doing my best and top 100. I'm not going to hit top 100, maybe. Let's get to the main thing I want to talk about this week, and that is Casey Grand Tournament, in my eyes, how well... Kiza Synchro Toolbox is doing against the meta. And this is going to be a bit of a specialist discussion, if you will. Um, I've really fallen in love with this deck. And getting to know it, I've been playing it pretty much the past month. And it's worked great against this meta right now. Um, so, you know, let's talk about the matchups. Uh, what do you do typically and things like that. So, you know, for anyone who is not initiated to me talking about this deck for the last month, um, this is the level, f they call it Synchro Toolbox in Duelings meta. Really what it is, is using Akiza to bring out level 5 and 6 Synchro plays. So Akiza, Dark Verger, that's the skill that you use. What grows in the graveyard, it's officially called. And... To build the deck, you need three copies of Angel Trumpeter, two copies of Junk Synchron, two copies of um, I keep forgetting the card. This card's name. One of the shark. Shoot, what's it called? <laughs> Painful decision. All right, so. Uh, you know this. You adjust this based on how often you brick, obviously. Angel Trumpeter can't be replaced. That you need three of that. Junk Synchron, you would want fewer than Angel Trumpeter. So that's why there's only two. And then if you have three painful decisions, it's not the worst idea, but sometimes 
you know, the, you, you only use one painful decision the whole game, so two kind of hedges it, so you extend, but you, I mean, you have an opener, but you don't waste too many cards, and if you have three uh, painful decisions, you maximize your chances of having a good opening hand, but then you also have two dead cards, so um, that's what it is there. Three copies of Synchro Boost. This is kind of the main card of the deck as well to power up your monsters. Um, and the rest of the deck is like uh, attack cards. You got, I put a th I put three copies of Forbidden Lance. This is just to get around. It's a great card in the meta. Uh, gets around back row hitting your monsters when you Synchro Summon. Helps your opponent waste cards so they don't. You waste their spells that target their own things. And you also use it as a combat trick. So there's a lot of uses for that card. I have two copies of Cosmic Cyclone. Um, this deck does OTK sometimes, so it's useful for that. This is a generally good, useful removal tool. Two copies of Sphere Kribo. I have, this is another tech card. Uh, previously, it was something else. Uh, and then two copies of Void Trap Hole, general tech card against the meta right now, and one copy of Treacherous. As for the Synchro deck itself, I mean the extra deck itself, most important card is Archfiend's Call, Untargetable, 2500, Naturia Barkeon is also very important, uh, negates all those trap cards when needed, Brionic's important, Helps you do your OTKs. Uh, Goyo Guardian. Kind of least important. Level 6. But it's there. Highest attack. And helps you get by um, graveyard effects from your opponent. And then the level 5s you got Armadis to help hit monsters with effects. Help get by hand traps. And Crystron Amatrix to help Flip monsters into defense. So that's the deck. Let's talk about how you face the meta. Tier 1 Crystrons. Bad matchup. They have unorthodox synchro summoning. You can't stop. So they they have Crystron Amatrix themselves, obviously. So they do that synchro summon. Your monsters are typically weak in defense. The main you know synchro play here is... Archfiend's Call, and that's a summon skull, so it has 1,200 defense. Naturia Barkion has 1,800 defense. Uh, Brionic has 1,400. Royal Guardian has 2,000, I guess. Uh, Armadis has 1,300. Uh, so yeah, they get flipped over to a weak side. Crystron Quadrant Gandrix also banishes three cards. So if they get that quick synchro off, they could banish your Dark Verger. Um, the only card that doesn't get hit is like uh, Archfiend's Call. So you have that out. That's fine. But against Dark Verger, it's a bad, bad uh, start. Uh, sometimes you have a you have a chance against the build that uses Sea Stealth Attack, and when you know that's happening, you try to get out your um, Naturia Barkion as fast as you could. Because, you know, Crystron Impact is a trap card and also see Stealth. So if you could negate those cards, you have a shot. But typically, I found that Crystrons are a pretty tough matchup. 
against uh, they they're a tough matchup against everyone. That's their tier one. The next bad matchup is Shiranui. Uh, not Shiranui. Element Sabers. And the biggest bugaboo of Akiza's deck is Dark Verger is an Earth attribute. So if they go first, they have Alistair. They're going to banish your Dark Verger to make Magellanica. And then you have no plays. Like, it's pretty much impossible to come back from a game like that where you might get lucky with like a treacherous trap hole or something but there's no way you're playing synchro toolbox you got no synchros you're not going to win the game so if you do go first though and you get your the goal is to get archfiend's call down with a synchro boost so it's the only monster that's immune to element saber malehu flipping you to defense mode so it can't be targeted um if you do get Archfiend's Call down, you try to boost it up with the Synchro Boost, so it's 4,400 attack. Helps you get by Magellanica with a 1,000 attack boost. Decent follow-up is Naturia Barkion, since Element Sabers do play a ton of trap cards, so you can help um, negate all those trap cards. Um, eventually, their monsters will get over your boosted Archfiend's Call. They could fill their monsters. They pretty much just chump block for the whole game. And then they fill up their graveyard with monsters. And then they turn them into different attributes. And then they could get over your monster. So uh, it also doesn't help. Magellanica is a normal monster of no effect. So it gets by Void Trap Hole. Coxidus also usually gets over Void Trap Hole. Unless there's a lot of stuff in the graveyard from being chump blocked. So... Um, there are a lot of weaknesses against Element Saber invoked. Now, if they focus on getting Purgatrio, they ignore your Dark Verger, they're in trouble. Like, you could just avoid trap pull that guy off. And a very important card against this deck is Forbidden Lance. You make them waste their invocation. So, typically, you're going to set that card against this deck. They play Alistair. You hit Alistair with uh, Forbidden Lance when they use invocation, so they waste the card. Next up is Shiranui. Shiranui are just a good deck, so I would consider this one kind of like a even match. It's a coin flip. Uh, because they are a trap deck, you try to get Naturia and Barkion out first. Um, Archfiend's Call is good sometimes too, so you have to make a call about how many trap cards you have or who you want to negate first. Um, it really depends, but... You probably need to use Forbidden Lands to get your Synchro off because they have so many trap cards. So you're going to need to keep one in hand. So like, don't set your Lance. You keep it in your hand so you know to quick play it. Sphere Karibo also helps a lot. Their monsters have zero defense. So um, that's kind of why it's there to fight Shiranui because they're so good. Um, and you have to be aware about putting stuff into the graveyard because they Synchro play from the graveyard. So when you can use Brionic use Brionic to remove their stuff off the board. So you just waste their resources and they can't reuse their resources. And their monsters get super strong too. So for, sometimes a Synchro Boost isn't enough to get over their um, high attacks. And speaking of the resource management, uh, sometimes the um, Goyo Guardian is useful so you could steal their monster. Let's say they play a monster on the board. No back row. You could just steal their monster. Black Wings. Black Wings are an, a decent matchup against um, 
You try to get Archfiend's Call of Synchro Boost when you go first. And then that guy just plays around Raikiri and Gale, and that's pretty much um, it. Like, you, you're you good to go once you have that down. If you're going second, you try to get the Bionic playoff when you, if you could see that, because they don't typically play back row. Um, try to banish Black Whirlwind or Necro Valley with a Cosmic Cyclone when you see those cards. Um, their special summons are easily countered with Void Trap Pull. Because Shirinui, they get hit with Void Trap Pull and then they could do something else. These guys typically can't do that. They don't have as great of a comeback. It's kind of dependent on how many uh, Black Whirlwinds they have in their hand and whether they could get other monsters out. Um, I do want to note that Black Wings do have Blackbird Clothes. And I think Barkian doesn't protect against it, even though it's a trap card. So Barkian doesn't do much against Black Wings. Masked Heroes, this is pure Masked Heroes. Um, Sphere Kariba is useful against those Mask Change plays. Enki is going to be bigger than your monsters because it's 2800. So you tr- sometimes having a Goyo Guardian is useful so that they can't hit over your monster. Uh, this is only if you don't have Synchro Boost. So if you have Synchro Boost, might as well play your uh, Summon Skull. And yeah. Forbidden Chalice is also a card you want to set against Mast Hero, um, because you can make them waste their mask change. Cyber Dragon, easy matchup. Um, Cybernetic Overflow is the main concern, though, so you try to hit that card when you know with a Cosmic Cyclone or get uh, Barkion out so you can negate it. Uh, Cybernetic Overflow is a problem, not only because it sets up their plays, but it doesn't target, so you could it gets by um, Archfiend's Call. So, um, Archfiend's Call is a fine play if you know they don't have Overflow, though. Cyber Twin Dragon and Cyber N come out sometimes. Uh, there are 2,800 and 4,000, respectively. Sometimes they get a Chimera Tech over Dragon, too. Um, so sometimes they can hit over your monsters. So you have to use your protection wisely. Ritual Beasts, all I'm saying is like say a prayer and <laughs> hope they don't have the OTK. Dark Magician, easy matchup. Um, you know what they're doing. Synchro Boost on Archfiend's Call is typically good enough to win the game. Sometimes they're... Um, the guy called Dark Pal- the Dark Cavalry is bigger than your guy. If their graveyard's kind of full, they could be bigger than you, so... Um, beware of that. Uh, Forbidden Lance, useful against Dark Magic Expanded and Eye of Tamias. Otherwise, you know... Archfiend's Call first, then Barkion second. Other notable decks, Gookies. Gookies, they, um, Synchro Boost is useful against the deck because they're so battle-reliant. They could turn their monsters to like 3,600, 3,800, I forget. What it, I think it's 3,400 actually. But, um, it's useful to have a stronger monster than them. So they can't hit over you. So, yeah, Archfiend's Call and the Churia Barkion are fine with a Synchro Boost. Mayakashis, um, their abilities don't target, so if they can get that off against your Archfiend's Call, you're in trouble. Goyal Guardian is not a bad call sometimes, just to steal their um, monsters. Favorite hero, Neostex. These monsters get real big. They can hit over your Synchro Boost very easily, so... Make sure you have Cosmic Cyclone ready to hit the uh, favorite hero in the place. 
Forbidden Lance also helps you buy a turn sometimes. It's not the easiest matchup this month. Blue Eyes, um, Blue Eyes, you could just play around with a few Synchro Monsters. Goyo Guardian, they set the uh, Dragonstone down, you hit it, you steal it. That's pretty much it. If they play the Maiden, you could try to get Armadis out, hit them for big damage if they play the Maiden, because they're expecting no one to attack it, but then you play Armadis. Synchro Boost on Archfiend's Call is typically good enough to uh, beat the deck. Luna Lights, Archfiend's Call all the way. It's the only card that gets around the target of Crimson Fox and Cat Dancer. Sometimes they will just stall with Cat Dancer though, so uh, in that case you wait till you get your Brionic out and then uh, bounce Brionic back so you can end them. Light Swarns, it's good most decks are running Levianir because Levianir targets and Archfiend's Call is safe against that. Judgment Dragon doesn't target, so it'll hit your cards, and no way to play around that. Black Rose Dragon is another concern, um, so they could just blow up the board. You can't really protect against that. Otherwise, look for the uh, Brionic one-turn kill, because they don't play back row. Magician Girls. Magician Girls could be a problem, because they run Alistair, so um, if they hit you turn one with a Magellanica, you're pretty much done. Um, if they just play a Magician Girl, though, you get Armadis out and hit them. So, yeah. Avoid Trap Hole ready for Quintet Magician. Super Heavy Samurais. They have really nutty hands sometimes. They could just end you with this, the Ninja. So, um, the Ninja also plays around Sphere Karibo and Void Trap Hole. So, that is a problem if they have that bomb hand. Otherwise, get Archfiend's Call out quickly. So that card plays around the fist. Uh, Brionic's also a fine play if you're going second and you have a clear one-turn kill. They put their monster out and there's no way to play around it. As long as they don't have the fist in the graveyard. Dragoonities are a deck that you're seeing a huge rise. Usually they're playing Bandit Keef and Switcheroo. Um, the deck can't play around a boosted Archfiend's Call though. So their monster is like 3300, you have 4400. And then they target banish. They can't target banish you. So that's what you do. You get your synchro boosted Archfiend's Call. Otherwise if they go first and they play that monster. You bounce them back with Bionic and one turn kill. Aramages. So you try to get your synchro boosted Archfiend's Call out quickly. Uh, otherwise you know you have to. This is also another tough matchup. It takes a long time too because that's a bit annoying for a tournament like this where time is of the essence. So, um, you try to get over Bergamot. That's typically what the deal is. I'm not sure if Rosemary targets. I feel like it does. So, your uh, Archfiend's Call will be safe against position flipping. But, they they can get kind of annoying. But sometimes, I have beats one of them by decking them out. And finally, stall cards. I mean, stall decks. Naturia Barkeon is typically the play because you want to play around trap cards, but sometimes you uh, you know you grab the one turn kill if you have it with um, Brionic. Sometimes you play Archfiend's Call. Mostly it's going to be Naturia Barkeon though. You um, it also punches stuff out of the graveyard, so you have less stuff for a Shadow Game. You can't play around Lava Golem though, even though um, that guy doesn't target Archfiend's Call, so. 
You have to keep your board as clean as possible, be less aggressive, but be smart. Alright. That is it for this drawn out discussion on Akiza's toolbox. You know, other tips just generally when you're playing against the Kyber Cup, know what your opponent's playing, know the meta. That's kind of what I did here. I did a meta analysis in some ways. If they're playing a certain character, know what it is. Kaiba's playing Black Wings. Mako Tsunami's playing Crystrons. Yugi's playing Element Sabers. Jirinui could be you know any of those five D's characters because they use level Aug. Um, Crow's playing Black Wings. Mastero could be anyone. There's some Jaden stuff with um, Mastero and favorite hero, so that's him. Zane's playing Cyber Dragon. Ritual Beast could be anyone. Yugi's probably playing Dark Magician. It could be a Shizu. Yuki, tie that binds, so little Yugi. Mayakashi, I'm not really sure. Um, Blue Eyes is going to be a DSOD Kaiba. Luna Light is going to be some Grit player. Light Swarms, that could be anything. Magician Girls are Yugi. Super Heavy Samurai is a Grit player. Bandit Keith, Switcheroo is Dragoonity. Aramages, I've seen this typically a balance, I guess. And Merrick is playing some kind of stall deck. Doug Dimidul is back with his casual deck of the week. This week, the deck is centered on the KC Grand Tournament, playing Blue Eyes, White Dragon, because Kaiba. This deck is a little unconventional in build. Um, it involves a card called Just a Break, in case you ever missed that card. So here is Doug's casual deck of the week, which he used in stage one of the grand tournament. Hey there, this is Doug Dimadul with Doug's Casual Deck of the Week. So this week uh, for the KC Cup, because it's run by Kaiba, of course we had to build a Blue Eyes deck, uh, one that is somewhat competitive. Uh, really the whole end goal is to use one of the new UR, uh, well I guess it's not new anymore, it's one of the older URs, but uh, just a break. And if you remember what this one is, activate only when your opponent declares an attack against a face-up normal monster you control. Destroy all, mon destroy all monsters on the field except for face-up, attack, position, normal monsters. So, really the goal is to get a Blue-Eyes White Dragon on the field because it's a normal monster. Keep it in attack mode. Let your opponent get some real beefy, strong monster on there. And then just blow up their board using just a break. But in case that's not enough, I want to run my three copies of Burst Stream of Destruction. If you control a Blue-Eyes White Dragon, destroy all monsters your opponent controls. Blue-Eyes White Dragon cannot attack the turn you activate this card. Then for good measure, Your Majesty with Eyes of Blue. It's a good combo with your Maiden with Eyes of Blue as well if you want to get some quick summons onto the field and get into some synchro plays. So the extra deck is made up of my two Blue Eyes Spirit Dragons, two Vermilion Dragon Mechs, and the two Azure Eyes Silver Dragon. Now the combo is get your Blue Eyes Spirit Dragon onto the field. It can negate effects in the graveyard, which is great in this current meta. But then during your opponent's turn... I would uh, use the second effect to get out your Azure Eyes Silver Dragon. Now, the thing with your Blue Eyes Spirit Dragon is that whatever Synchro Monster you put on the field, it's going to get destroyed at the end of the turn. 
but Azure Eye Silver Dragon cannot be destroyed the turn that it's special summoned, or yeah, that it's summoned onto the field. So it keeps it on the field. Next turn, you're able to special summon the Blue Eyes White Dragon or a Blue Eyes Monster from your graveyard. So you're able to get your Dragon Spirit of White or your Blue Eyes back out onto the field. It's a very effective combo, but it pairs well with Burst Stream of Destruction. You could blow up your your opponent's monsters, and then get into a Synchro Summon to then use a Vermilion Dragon mech or to use your blue Eye Spirit Dragon to hopefully almost swing for game, if anything. Um, but yeah, so really what it's made up of is those three Maiden with Eyes of Blue. If you remember what this one is, uh, when this card's a target, when this card's targeted for an attack, you can negate the attack, and if you do, change the battle position of this card, then you can Special Summon one Blue Eyes White Dragon from your hand deck or graveyard. So that's really what we're using here. It pairs well with Sage with Eyes of Blue. When this card is Normal Summon, you can add one level one Light Tuner, okay, but... Um, the other effect is you can discard this card, then target an effect monster you control, send it to the graveyard, and if you do, special summon one Blue-Eyes monster from your deck. So it works out nicely because this can get out your Dragon Spirit of White if you want to uh, banish some back row. You can make some magic happen with this. And then just for good measure, two copies of the White Stone of the Ancients, just because it would be nice. It's like a delayed effect when it's in your graveyard. At the end of the turn, you can special summon a Blue-Eyes monster from your deck. So depending on when you need your Dragon Spirit of White, which is frequent, there's a lot of back row stuff. So I'll run those two copies of the uh, Dragon Spirit of White in the deck. Because whenever it's summoned, you can uh, banish one of your opponent's spell or trap cards. So... Really, it's a very straightforward deck. It's a very simple deck, but what I like to do is just, you know, the strategy is a little bit different than what we normally go through, but having just a break is a very good addition, one that I kind of didn't really consider in the first place. I was too busy trying to do, like, um, uh, Gemini decks or something along those lines, but this pairs well with the Blue Eyes deck, in my opinion, especially with so many 3,000 beaters in the game where they're going to try and swing over your Blue Eyes. This trap card makes it... um, uh, adds that extra level of protection while if it succeeds it really clears the board for your next turn so you can go in and hopefully swing for game so yeah i use this for, for a little ways through the kc cup uh, i had to switch to something more meta driven uh, for those of you who've been following me on twitter you probably know very well that i had to round things out with uh, unfortunately a dark magician deck which i'm just getting tired of at this point but y- you know you gotta do what you gotta do right but uh, the Blue Eyes was was fun. You know, I kind of want to get into the spirit of the KC Cup. So the Blue Eyes deck really got me through a good chunk of the Stage 1 matches until I started getting into the level 20 range or the level 18 range. So, uh, But anyway, yeah, give this deck a try. Um, you know, it's pretty standard. So if, you're, if you've played Blue Eyes before, it's an easy deck build. Just kind of splash in that trap card for a little spiciness. So anyway, that's it for my casual deck of the week. I will see you next time. Take care. Alright, thanks Doug, and you can check out Doug's Casual Deck of the Week every week on this podcast. Check out his own Twitter account at Yu-Gi-Oh! Deck Talk. That is it for this week. Upcoming news, uh, Duelist Chronicles GXU Bell. We've seen this event a few times already. This might have been one of the original... No, wait, the first one was the Return to Duel Academy, I think. This is like the second one. Um, yeah, so, new card, Armatile, the Chaos... Phantom, a new U-Bell skill as well. Mid-June, DSOD Joey gets retired to the gate. Late June, 
Professional Astro New Cards Apparition and Decounter. Late June, new DSOD Legendary Duelist. I'm betting money it's Taya. Uh, Mid-June, 5D's level cap to 40. This could happen on Monday, actually, since we are on the 13th of June already. So mid, uh, these 5D's cards could be discussed soon. And, you know, without saying that the KC Grand Tournament will wrap up in a few days, we're probably going to be in a new meta, new cards, um, possible balance changes. We need something to shake up the meta going into July and August when the finals happen. And this is going to be the last hurrah before XZ, so enjoying possibly the upcoming final meta of the Synchro era. So that is it for the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Um, you know, Search anywhere for the dual assessment. Spotify is a popular thing now for podcasts. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever. Check out the podcast and more at the website, the dual assessment at wordpress.com. Um, email the dual assessment at gmail.com and find me on Twitter, dual underscore assessment, me at Green Ranger CCG. All right, so that's it. Good luck with the KC Grand Tournament. Talk to you next time.